Thanks for checking out the 21 Gun Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Sullivan. 21 Gun is the official podcast of the Irreverent Warriors. Head over to irreverentwarriors.com for a full list of upcoming events and be sure to register for a hike near you. Tonight's guest is Reagan Roberts. Reagan is a United States Marine Corps veteran who started Mission Essential Gear Company while still on active duty. At Mission Essential Gear, they strive to provide customers with the highest quality of service for lowest price possible. Their products are essential items provided to thrive in field and training environments. So if you're uh, an active duty Marine or even law enforcement or, and you're heading out to a uh, advanced school, head over to Mission Essential Gear and um, they have everything there for you. He's got a great story of, of military veteran inspired entrepreneurship and understanding the marketplace and striking while the iron's hot. Uh, for more information, head over to megearco.com. We had some audio issues with this episode, so my apologies ahead of time. Um, these things happen. It's a live broadcast, so, um, you know, it's usable. You can hear it, and, you know, the interview goes over great. Uh, just notice that it's going to have a little bit of a different sound than the typical 21-gun uh, podcast. Of course, this is the interview portion of the live broadcast that we do every Thursday night at 8 p.m. East. To watch the entire show, head over to the Irreverent Warriors Facebook page or the 21 Gun Facebook page, or if you're trying to figure out where all that is, just head over to 21gun.net. Spell that out, 21gun, and remember it's .net. Uh, And I have all the links over there for, um, uh, for those live streams. So without further ado, let's have on Reagan Roberts. Let's bring him on. There he is. What's up, brother? Welcome. Welcome aboard, Mr. Reagan. Uh, hey, let's start with the beginning. Uh, where'd you grow up, man? So I originally grew up in Fort Worth, Texas. You know where that's at? Yeah, I'm heading yeah. down there in a couple yeah. weeks. Dallas, Fort Worth area, man. Uh, I spent my whole life there. And 18 years old, I went to uh, MCRD San Diego. To ask to ask Marines this, right? You guys obviously have the ever rivalry. Um, Hollywood Marines versus what do they call East Coast Marines? Real Marines. <laughs> now my question I don't is, I don't even know what they call them. Is it just for rivalry, or do, does is is the training really that much more weak out on the West Coast? Uh, I'm messing honestly, I think it's unnecessary banter. Personally, yeah. you know, ah. they, they want they want to get us amp, amped up. You know, they train us to to be like the most like hardest dick motherfuckers on the earth. Yeah. But, you know, isn't that isn't that like just part of being in the military though? Like. Oh three, like oh three elevens hate oh three fourteens, and uh, like everybody has a rivalry I, against everyone else. I think as a jarhead, it's a little, and he'll attest to this. There's a certain level of of pride of where you went to boot camp and what you've done compared to like, oh, I was in the army and then we did this and that. Whereas you have two Marine Corps, you have the Marine Corps has only trained in two spots, whereas yeah, the yeah. Air, Air Force, Navy, etc., are trained in multiple different locations. You have Hollywood Marines because of Hollywood, right? And you have Paris Island, right, where the original boot camp started. So, uh, you so kind, that's, you kind of, that's where the banter comes from. But then you kind of nitpick and you pick like my motherfucker, then say please, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so, so then uh, you made it out obviously to Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, and you stayed. You stayed in North Carolina. Why did you stay here? Uh, did do you lo- do you miss Texas at all? Okay, so yeah. absolutely nothing to to do with Texas. Uh, okay, I love Texas, it's beautiful, it's great. Um, I just got really lucky with my opportunities out here, you know, being right next to the base, getting the government contracts. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Hand in hand every day. Uh, and then obviously working here with the fire department, 
uh, yeah. a local one. I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, I work with the local fire department. You know, I got a full-time gig five days after I got out. So nice. You know, nice. I, I can't complain doing that full-time while running this company. And for the listeners, uh, Reagan is the, the founder of uh, Mission Essential Gear. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I think, so I like having entrepreneurs on for a couple of reasons. The big one being, you know, one of the biggest stumbling blocks in the military is going from active duty to the civilian world, right? Alarm goes off day one and you're like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Um, folks who have either made a business, gone to school, whatever it is, I like to have them on because who knows, someone could be watching and being in that situation right now. So uh, you're active duty and have you always been business entrepreneurially minded? Is that a word? Entrepreneurial? Entrepreneurial? Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Have you ever been entrepreneurial? Lead yeah. minded. Have you always been that way, or uh, like what? What made you decide to come up with Mission Essential? So it's kind of a funny story. I've never really been like too much of a business person, but like you know, I've always been kind of like the type of guy that you know won't stop until you know everything's done. And I don't want to sound cliche with that, but it's just kind of how it is. Um, and, and and that going into business. You know, I went through the Marine Corps. I want to make that a career. It didn't really work out. I got about six years in and, mm. you know, got, got out. Um, but before that six years came up, it was about two years beforehand, I got the idea. I went through Scott Sniper and Doc and, you know, they had That's to get all, they got, you know, all this bullshit on the packing list, you know, and this kind of like ties into what we are soon to be within the next few months, actually. And you'll start seeing us progress with that. But um, there's all this shit on the packing list. And, you know, you're scrambling all around town trying to find it all the different all the different places because, you know, you need specific lithium batteries that you can only get at, um, you know, Walmart or Target, whatever it is. And then you so have to go to like Extreme Outfitters to go get, you know, a certain protractor, Ranger Joe. If so this is that. they put this all on you like you need this gear, go find it. I mean, that's usually how it is whenever you go through an end off. You have a gear list and you fulfill can, it. Can I tell you something real quick? You guys are going to hate me. Do Air, it. Force, yeah. Air Force, right? So we get to we get to our training unit and um, flight training, and they're like, "Okay, uh, here's your list of things that you need, right?" And it's just like you're talking about, right? And um, they go, "Go over to supply. Uh, it's like a it's like a um, PX, but you, it, civilians can go there. It's just for deploying, just for." So you walk in there. I they have these grocery carts. Uh, and you walk around this store and they're like, bench made knife, here you go. Uh, aviator sunglasses, here you go. Pair of boots, flight suits, flight gloves, flight hat, um, Nomex gloves, Nomex suit, no underwear, heavy. You know, and they go through it. And when you walk out, they, they ring it all up and then you just walk out the door. It was, it was cool. So basically what I'm getting at is that was really fucking easy for us. It must have been, oh, sounds, like, sounds like it was a little more brutal for you guys. Yeah, and and they, they do that whenever you're in your you know your basic basic boot camp you know level you know they, they make sure you get all the gear that you need but yeah um you know whenever you start going to like some of these more advanced schools or you go to assessment selection it's on you to get the gear list you know they're not going to provide it for you nine times out of ten not so there's some things they will but you know especially for like scout snipers it's one of the least funded um, groups. Yeah, around, you know, so. they, they just graduated a recon sniper class, first of its kind, 10, first 10 Marines uh, to become recon snipers. Look it up. Just saw it. Yeah. Two and uh, we actually supplied their entire class with their data books. Awesome. Uh, both manuals. That's so, pretty cool. So, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going with your story. I keep <laughs> 
Well, one of their instructors hit us up about two months ago um, or two months before it actually started. And he said, Hey, can you make a product for us? And we said, yeah, yeah sure. But you know, if you want all this customization on it, it's going to, it's going to cost a decent amount. It might take a little bit. Uh, luckily we still had Quantico books from the Quantico schoolhouse. Um, and there was only 10 students going through. So it's super easy. We sent that over. Um, they, they got those. And then at the end, we actually got them challenge coins specifically nice. made for them. One tack 21, the class number, and then on the back side, our company logo. And what, what you're speaking about too, is the, is it, I, I can't, I don't know how you pronounce it. T-H-U-L. No. <laughs> it's Tholes. Tholes. Say it again. It's Tholes. Tholes. And, okay. So it's yeah, these Tholes so books. These right and, here. And basically you saw, I can't, we had a name for it flying. I, I don't remember. It was like Scud or Scud or I, I forget what we call it. We had something similar like that. Um, but you saw a need, you saw a need and you filled that need and you did it well because obviously your business is doing well. So when, when did you figure out? Cause I looked and it was like the legendary Thulls books. So like, this is something that you guys obviously know about. Um, and, and they just didn't have them or, or how did that happen? So I remember whenever I was like coming up through the ranks, I saw a lot of my seniors, they had them uh, and they used to be standard issue. Okay. So they, they took care, they took care of everyone back whenever the Marine Corps had funding during wartime. Right. Uh, that ended around 2011. So, I mean, You'd see like some staff sergeants, maybe some gunnies walking around with them, but none of the junior guys had them. And so that kind of like started turning the gears. And I was like, where can you get these at? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously not hard. You look it up on, on the internet, you find it. Um, and I got in contact with the owner of the company. So I started talking to him. He kind of liked the way I perceived, the way I thought. Um, and, and I said, can I sell some of my store? Because Mission Essential Gear is to have all the essential gear in one spot. Right. which is our ultimate goal that we're working towards right now. Um, and it just, it kind of took off. I mean, me and him clicked. Uh, he had, he made me partner after I think three months of working with him. Um, we ended up getting, you know, government order after government order after government order, all these custom books made um, for units all across, you know, not just Marine Corps, but, you know, we, we had Navy SEAL orders. We had um, AFSOC actually. So we, we kind of just took it and ran. And, and from that point, um, it just worked out and and now you know i advertise it like crazy because no one really knows about it or did sure. it at least and now you can't really open your phone without seeing an ad every you know maybe 20 ads or so, mm-hmm. so I mean, we're still about 10 to fifteen thousand a month on advertising right now yeah and you, you i mean i was on your instagram you got like twenty five thousand followers so it i mean you're, you're you reached a niche or niche 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 i forget how to pronounce niche. that niche. um and that's that's probably the most important thing. Now, this all started on a gamble with you too, right? So you, you first were selling, uh, selling Chinese whoobies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Perseverance Survival, and I'm not going to take the credit away from them. They were the first ones to ever do it. Okay. Uh, I just thought they were ridiculously expensive. So I started looking into Chinese manufacturers. So, you know, I was buying them from China at $13 a pop. Uh, we, we ended up buying, I think it was 500 total hoodies, maybe 700 the very first go around. And they sold like crazy. Uh, we did a little bit of advertising. I think I maybe spent about 500 bucks in advertising that fall of 2019. And they just went like crazy. Wow. So it, it worked you, out. I got did you have any back. idea? Like, how did you know that? Because I remember last or two, two or three years ago, those were huge. Everyone was wearing them, right? It's it's from the liner of uh, what? Uh, poncho liner, basically. Yeah, poncho liner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, they were massive. So did you just say, hey, do you know what? You know, strike when the iron's hot or... How did yeah, you? Absolutely. 
and I, I sold the iron was hot. And so that's why I went with it. But I, I had to stop because you start seeing some of these bigger companies like Black Rifle, Zero, um, yeah, and like Nine Line, Grunt Style. All these guys are doing them now. So, you know, I got the, I got a little bit of a squeeze of the juice, you know, and, and it just, it worked out for me, went from there and, you know, got, sure. got some cash out of it, raised some capital. Now I'm just doing what I want with the company. Yeah. And you don't have to like with, with t-shirts, with fashion, I guess you would call it, you kind of have to stay ahead of the curve, right? You, you, you've got to have people that are researching it. I have people find out where, what people are buying. Um, but with your company, with, uh, you know, the stuff that you're selling, you just have to know what, like, I, I guess what I'm getting at is you have to maybe have a contact in the, the new, um, uh, what do we call it? Recon sniper class. What do these mm -hmm. guys need? Make sure you have it and boom, right? You, you, you don't care what Joe Schmo down the road or what the 11 year old tweens are wearing. It's all about what you need as a military. And with your background it, with infantry, it probably makes it a little bit easier too, right? Absolutely does. So, you know, I kind of understand what the needs of the job are. I'm not saying I'm a subject matter expert, but I know the job. Yeah. And, you know, I know what these guys need. And that's that's why we're working on, you know, our whole line right now uh, as far as creating that mission essential gear. You know, our own permanent uh, map pins used for land navigation. We have our own protractors that are prototyped right now. So we're testing those out, laser engraved. Um, I mean, we're, we're creating just a culmination of stuff that the guys will need and we're going to make it available um, through GSA because we just got contracted with them. And so, you know, the next stop for what's, us now is you know, a few federal bids and maybe what's you know, GSA uh, government services association. I think it is. Okay. okay. Um, basically what that is, is that you remember how you were talking about the shopping cart where you're like, I'm going to get some of this, some of this, some of this air force. And we're, yeah. We're automatically within that, that realm. So we've become standard issue to an extent. Okay, man, that's awesome. Uh, so, you know, being, doing a podcast and doing all this stuff, I, I talk to a lot of people and I, so many people, so, so many people have business ideas. I hear them all the time. Uh, only a few come to fruition, right? So some might have a business idea. Only a few are actually going to come into fruition where you're going to start. And of those, a small percentage actually makes it. What do you think the, the differences between the person who thinks of an idea versus the person who launches the idea versus the person who launches a successful idea. I told you we're going to get, we're going to get deep. No, no, no. I like that because it's, you can give three fish to three different people and they can do three different things with it, you know? So are you going to eat those three fish or are you going to use those as bait and create more fish, you know? So, right. There's so there's so much more that you can do with the same thing that everyone else is given. And it's all about how you how you acquire, you know. So for me, it's advertising. I'm going to consistently grow, 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 grow. And, and it's shown. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be talky about it, but it, it has. You know, we've gone from making, you know, fifty hundred dollars a day to you know, two, three thousand a day, you know. Yeah. And it's all been just off of this one wager and just playing the cards right and kind of seeing how, how the market's moving. Um, so that, that, that's how I see that, you know, you got, you, you have to play cards, right? It's risk taking too. Some people are very risk adverse. Some people are okay with it. Now, it, it, one thing that I think is unique about your, or maybe not, maybe there's a story you have there, but what seems to be unique about your business plan is that you saw it, you developed it and it succeeded where, um, I think of the, the Michael Jordan quote, you know, I've missed 
80% of the shots I've taken or 85% of the shots I've taken. Um, so part of risk is failing. How do you prepare for that? And, and if you do fail, how do you suck that up and continue, keep pushing forward without being defeated, without losing? I mean, it, look at um, Abraham Lincoln, lost like every single election he ever went for until he ran for president. And then they're like, okay, yeah, you can be president. Um, so yeah, how, how do you face that, that potential to fail and just keep going and keep going? I fail almost every single day, man, every single day, you know, whether it's like, we're talking about me going through this EMT course right now, it's kicking my ass because, you know, learning medical terminology, and I'm sure you already know this as a paramedic, it's, it's not easy, you know, and associating those, those terms with, with how things work. So, you know, it's all about just waking up and doing it the next day, no matter how you feel, you know, some, some days I, I go to bed you know, two, three hours of sleep. I just have to keep going the next day. You can also yeah. get prescribed Adderall. That's what I did. But anyway, <laughs> um, we call it we call it Datterall in the medical world. Prescribed yeah, exactly. Datterall, <laughs> and and that's actually like what's keeping me going with this EMT course because I'm also full time in college as well through Texas Tech. So okay, I'm doing that, running the business, and then running this. Uh, uh, what was I about to say? Running the business, Texas Tech, EMT, and being a full time firefighter. You know, it's just kind of overwhelming. So. Uh, you also fit a very common, um, another thing we bring up a lot here is the, the veteran. I talked about this last week, right? My, my, my therapist, I think it's so funny. I have to say that my ther my parole officer, uh, she said, my therapist said, go, go out one day, lie under a tree, uh, with a hammock and just lay there all day. Uh, just lays the whole day away. Don't think of doing anything, just relax. And she said, if you can do that then you have no problems, right? You have no issues that need to be taken care of. Veterans, like you lay on that hammock, you hear a lawnmower going like, shit, I better go mow my lawn. Or you smell paint, you're like, you know, I really should paint my garage. Or, you know, you're constantly, and it's like, I mean, business school, EMT, firefighter, uh, running your own business, myself, EMT, firefighter, uh, medical school, um, it's just, there's always something that you have to do. And it's, I, I, I mean, I know it's not unique to the military, but what, why do you think that is? Why do you find that we have to just keep doing? It's just honestly how we're ingrained, man. You know, we, we start going through the ranks and there's always something on our plate that we have to do unless you're a grunt in Afghanistan and you're just sitting around dipping and you know playing, <laughs> playing rock throw, you know, yeah. just doing a little, but, um, you're always doing something, you know, I, I remember going into work and, you know, I'd see Gunny's board and it's just like, all right, here's the taskers for today. Let's get everything done. And it's just overwhelmingly, uh, you know, placed within the day. Yeah. You, you don't get off to like maybe 18, 1900 at night. And sure. then you just repeat at zero five thirty at PT the next day, you know, the, um, in, in officer candidate school that you had a same thing. You had a list of what you had to get done during the day. And it was purposely more than anybody could do. You just, there's no way you could get all that done. Um, but it, you we were required to do it. And it was like, what, do you know what ended up happening was that's where they kind of instilled teamwork. You know, if you needed this done, okay, Joe's really good at that. So he's going to do that for everybody. Uh, you're going to go do everybody's laundry. You're going to do, and then we kind of just split it up. And then you actually, I remember, I remember sitting there in bed first night of OCS and I'm like, I, how, it's impossible. 
How am I supposed to graduate? I know they're graduating people from here. The attrition rate isn't horrible in the Air Force. I'm right. like, how the hell are we going to do this? And then you just figure it out. And I think they know that, you know, they know that we're resilient. And that's kind of why we seek out things like the military, high intensity, um, high risk, and the ability to lead, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you, you just got you to gotta roll with it. And that, that's the biggest thing about it. If, if you're not rolling with it and you're not just taking it one day at a time, it's going to crush yeah. you. Are you ever satisfied? I am. I am. You know, every day I take appreciation and, you know, both through faith and just personal. Um, I take appreciation for everything I've been given at this current point, you know, and I, I never look at things that I have and, you know, have jealousy or, or, or whatever, you know. So you have to have satisfaction at some point because if you don't you're just going to work yourself to death you know nothing's ever going to be satisfied for you and yeah you may grow a giant multi-million dollar company but you know you may not have the hottest wife and you may not <laughs> have the most money and it's just going to continually grow and grow and grow until you're in a constant state of depression you can't do that to yourself you know you, you have to take take a moment smell smell the roses around you and, and be grateful for what you have and then keep going keep conquering See, I, I, one of the reasons why I do this show is because I learn something every time I, I interview someone. Cause I mean, honestly, it's like, it's like, oh, I got all the shit that I got to figure out in my own brain. I'm just going to interview people and take a little bit here and there. there yeah. Just yeah. take a little bit here and there. One thing that I can't, it's not being satisfied, right? I got a beautiful family, a great job, you know, I've great got dog. a great dog. I've got a lot of good things, but at the end of the day, I'm like, God damn it, I could have done more. Or what else could I have done? What else could I? And I'm trying to not have that. I'm trying to, because I think you can, you, you can have a healthy level of personal criticism, but you also can have an unhealthy level. And that's what you're talking about right there. So you said uh, it, it's your faith that, that helps bring you through that. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think, and I always get, especially in medicine, people kind of give me weird looks. Uh, meditation, breathing, and yoga. Uh, get me through a lot of it. Yeah, I, I do the same thing actually. So I, I try to practice yoga when I can, but you know, oh. if you're strapped on time, you're strapped on time. That's true. That's well. That's what I do. <laughs> I do it in my office. Uh, I close my office door. And my secretary's like, "What are you doing in there?" And, and uh, it, it's probably of everything I've ever done besides um, uh, talk therapy and all that stuff. I would say uh, meditation and yoga is far ahead of, of anything else, especially the fact it, I, you know, I'm in medicine. I know my shoulders are garbage. Uh, I've prolonged, is that the word I'm looking for? I have, delayed, I've delayed, off, yeah. I've delayed, put off uh, surgery for my shoulders at least over the last 10 years. There were two points where I was like, I gotta get surgery. And then yoga, I swear to God, it just opens so things up. What's that yoga move where you just kind of lay down on your bed? It's called sleeping. And then just, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, downward downward dog downward dogs like you get that down and and man it helps out yeah because it also helps to promote a blood into certain areas of the body that you know doesn't get copious amounts and yeah. i'm sure you can talk more on that but it's it's helping circulation and, and i don't want to sit here and say something i don't know because this guy does but um, it's fine it's fine uh yeah, and now right now you're studying for EMT just just to kind of like just check off the box something else uh, while you're in the fire department. So I guess yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's go down there, right? So you obviously have Mission Essential Gear. It's a successful company. You're kicking ass with that. Um, what, if I were to introduce you, 
what would I say? Uh, how would I introduce you? This is uh, entrepreneur. He's a firefighter. What, what are you? I'm just a guy trying to be a dude. <laughs> I get the answer a lot. I get no, the answer I, a lot. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I try to be a dude. I don't. I don't want to take that that mindset where it's like, you know, hey, this is this great CEO. This is this, you know, badass paramedic firefighter. Whatever it is at that time, you know, I don't want to like take any titles or anything. You know, I'm just a dude. I'm, I'm just yeah. doing dude things. You know. Yeah, because dude, like dude, uh, sitting at a desk all day. Type it on now. Listen, if you're supporting your family and you're eating shit for it, like you're just sitting at a desk and life sucks, there's honor in that, right? Because you're you're doing it for someone, and I, and I get that. I just <laughs> I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. At the same time, I don't get it because I I couldn't I couldn't do it. Like if I had to sit and just crunch numbers all day, I it would. I need I need some I need. I don't even know what it I is. have a hard time getting out of bed knowing what the hell I'm going to make for dinner. <laughs> so now throw numbers and shit at me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know as jarheads, sometimes we have a, that little mentality. We know we're stupid. I I could not figure my way out to get to here. So that was <laughs> my thing. So yeah. uh, I, I want to ask you something there too. I saw that you you work with a lot of veterans. There's two things. I'm going to talk about your, your um, uh, I want to say VSO, but your, uh, what do you call that? You volunteer, your volunteer work or whatever. Um, volunteer. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about, uh, again, for, for people who are listening that might want to start their own business, you work with veterans in your, uh, I guess the question is, do you prefer to have veterans work for you? Would you mind civilians? Do you think that there's a benefit for having veterans over civilians? Um, if you kind of get what I'm, what I'm asking. Yeah, no, no, I definitely do. Um, I think ensuring that veterans in need are taken care of is, is a good way how to look at it, but I don't necessarily want to hire only veterans, you know, I want okay. to make sure that I'm hiring people that, you know, they, they want to be there. They have initiative, they have purpose. Sure. You know, they're not going to sit there and be um, working with no initiative, you know? So yeah. if you can do the job, yeah, I'll, I'll hire you. Uh, you don't have to be a vet. Um, but if you're a veteran in need, there's never a question about it. I'll try and help you the best I can. But if you suck at your job, I'm, I'll try to mentor you the best I can. But I'll have to let you go at some point. I think I think veterans I like in general. Uh, so I, I'm big on criticism. And I know that sounds negative, but I don't think it is by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, mm -hmm. I criticize myself all the time. <laughs> but if uh, you can criticize a veteran and his job performance and they're so used to it right that's what every year you go through your stupid epr opr reports and yeah they 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 tear apart everything you did and you can take that and you can learn from it you can become a better person better whatever job i think i think veterans do really well with that uh, i find because i work with with all uh civilians i find that there is a a fine line you have to walk because you're you're always you're always so close to offending someone when it's not personal, right? It's not personal yeah. at all. I just want you to unfuck yourself and get the job done. You know what I mean? But it, it's it's very tricky to do and to walk that. Uh, I guess in the civilian versus the. Um, uh, it's actually funny you say that too, because right now a lot of my course load in college is human resource development. Because I mean that's a big yeah. part of business. It's important. I'm, I'm almost learning how to be a human again after I got out, you know, so 
it's, it's very important to address those needs that people have, make sure everyone's treated equally. Um, and and I, I'm glad that I got to the point where I am in college learning this stuff because I probably wasn't the most uh, equal opportunity guy about two, three years ago as a infantry sergeant, you know? So um, that, it's definitely good. I, I recommend everyone take a, an HR class if, if they have the desire to go, you know, the yeah. business route, or even if they're just going to be an employee in a big corporation, you know, learn those ethics, uh, make sure you're, you're treating everyone with a pretty good um, sense of purpose and you know, treat everyone as if, you know, they have a purpose. <laughs> good answer. Uh, yeah, it's important. Something I didn't even think of. Uh, if I run a business, it'll go under within 10 minutes because I'll just scream at everyone and run out the door. Right. Jeremy, get it right over there. Come on. What are you just doing? Saying. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's actually a coffee company. I can't say the name, but there's a pretty big coffee company out there um, <laughs> that has had quite a few equal opportunity claims and lawsuits. So anyone that is a better entrepreneur that's watching this, um, I highly recommend that you take ethics. Not okay. that one. No, not that it's one. not 22 Sierra it's Coffee. It's not 22 Sierra Coffee. Dark Humor Coffee. Yeah, it's so, not there. You can get it over to reverendwarriors.com, look up Dark Humor <laughs> Coffee. See that plug? That's how you do it as a pro. I think, I think, right there. There yeah. you go. I think Jeremy, Jeremy had a question for you. So, up, given, given your position where you're at now, do you still find yourself having limitations or struggles adjusting, knowing that your mindset, not only as a jarhead, as a fellow jar head, I still struggle even sitting here. Do you still find yourself having kind of moments where you gear back to being a Marine or being in that mindset compared to where you're at now? Um, it, it's funny you say that. Uh, not really, honestly. I think I more so like miss the job in itself more than anything. And, you know, I, I find myself itching to like go hit up a national guard recruiter to see if I can go like 11 Bravo or something. Because <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it a lot, you know, yeah. do I really want to go back down that route? But it's common. Um, but as far as like the workplace, man, no, I, I, I keep pretty calm and civil. Um, and I think a part of that has to do with, you know, all my corporate relationships with a lot of my um, partners and clients, you know, so it, it kind of has just changed by default through the years you know i say right. through the years i've only been out of marine corps for about six months but yeah you know oh, i've been working this business for about almost two years now yeah well speaking to a lot of business people i, I can tell just by your answers and the way you're, you're speaking about it you're squared away you, you you're going to be extremely successful in the business world um so i don't know whatever that's worth sully oh. said that so well yeah you, you got you could as you said so because when i got out it was it was go now now etc you're very very articulate, very forceful. And he's just like, fuck it. It'll get done. I'll make sure it gets done, but I'm not going to yell. Shit's going to get done. <laughs> yeah. Right. I need, uh, I need. So tell me about, uh, your philanthropy. I, I can't say words tonight. Philanthropotrophic. <laughs> your philanthropy work. You're filling, you're philanthropic. Philanthropic? Yeah, because you had uh, you had on there that you send out um, care packages and stuff, and it's yeah. basically on your dime. Uh, yeah, tell us about that. So we try to send out as many care packages as we can. I mean, this last year is is scarce, man. We we only sent out like I think like fifty something, but the year before that, I mean, hundreds upon hundreds. You know, um, we we try to do what we can to improve morale. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that, that's kind of why we started this, this nonprofit, uh, Atheist Group Incorporated. 
uh, it was originally owned by the original owner of Tholes and uh, it's a nonprofit used to combat the opioid crisis in the North country. That was his goal. Uh, it didn't really work out for him. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, how about we make some changes in there? We hit up the IRS, change the mission statement. And then we, we make a joint nonprofit together that supports law enforcement, first responders and military. So that, that's kind of what we're gearing at with the military. We're going to help support them through, uh, you know, the care packages as well as the transition process. And that's going to be trying to get guys into fire and law enforcement. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to assemble a team of volunteers. And right now we already have over 20 committed. Oh, wow. That, yeah. That, that will be an online support group. And we already have like our own, if you use Google workspace, you know about this, it's called currents. It's basically like your own private Facebook. And, and what we do is, you know, every time a request comes in, cause that's how we're going to do it. We're going to have a form and a request comes in saying, my name's so-and-so, this is my situation. And I want to go down this route when I get out, whether it's private military contracting, law enforcement, fire. Um, and, you know, the care packages, that's one part of it, but this is the main part of it. Um, and so once that request comes in, someone within that pool has the same experience, whether they were, you know, feeling that same exact point, you know, six months out of military, they had absolutely no credentials. Hey, I need to go get my EMT basic. I need to go get my fire one, two hazmat. All right, sweet. I got a job in the state of North Carolina or wherever they're trying to go. And so they kind of like help gear them and get them into academies, get them into courses and, and get the framework ready for them as they're, they're getting out. Because as I was getting out, TRS transition readiness seminar didn't yep. give you anything as far as, you know, fire or law enforcement, you know, that those are two giant sectors that a lot of guys go to once they get out. So we're, we're going to try and fill that void. And I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to step up um, as, as it does get bigger. They're going to be helping these guys out. And so nice. um, that, that's kind of what we're doing with that. And to kind of kickstart it, we actually have a fundraiser. Um, we haven't announced it yet, but I guess I'm announcing it now. Um, have you ever heard of 75 hard by chance? Mm -mm, no, 75, 75 hard. Yeah. It's, it's a challenge is what it is. It's 75 days straight where you work out twice a day, 45 minutes a day. One has to be outside and then the other one can be inside or outside, whatever. Um, and this is for 75 days straight. Every single day, you're working out twice a day for 45 minutes. You're drinking a gallon of water. You were drinking no alcohol. This is the hardest one for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then you're reading 10 pages of self-help, whether that's, you know, a business book, whether that's a textbook for school, you're reading 10 pages a day to better yourself. Um, and then on top of that, you're taking progress pictures every single day. And so what we're going to add into that with our own little twist is we're going to have three citations. So one's going to be a military citation. One's going to be a fire line of death citation and then law enforcement, just because they're coming so often. And, and, you know, a lot of people aren't noticing that. So what I'm going to do for one of my 45 minutes is I've, I've got this vintage hammer uh, nice. right here. And what I'm going to do is I've lost a lot of brothers along the way. So I'm going to have dog tags stapled into it. And this is going to be the, the sledgehammer that I carry with me every morning at zero five. Um, I can't really see it in the camera, but I have my, no, we're just losing you. Hold on, you got a really bad uh, every morning at zero five three months. Your your internet slowed down just a little bit, but I think now? we got the the gist of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. It's just a little bit of a lag. What um, where can folks find? <laughs> where can folks find out about this? Like, if they were to, someone just wrote, "Nope, never mind." On the the comments, that's why I'm laughing. But uh, <laughs> if folks are interested in 75 Hard or or whatever else you have going on, where can they find out about it? So we're going to be launching most of this through our social media. So you can find out through our Facebook and our Instagrams, um, Instagram, our Instagram, uh, and that's where we're going to be launching. You know the details about the the, the event. We're going to go on Facebook and create an event for it so that we can see all the details okay. behind it. And then I already have it. Head over to uh, megearco.com. Did I get that right? Megearco.com. Yes, sir. That's it. Yeah. So head over there um, to learn more about Mission Essential Gear. Man, uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. That was, uh, like I said, I, I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, but um, you seem to I don't know if it's innate, if you can just be an innate businessman, but you, you have it down and I think you're going to do really well. Um, and we'll stay in touch because you're, you're right there. I mean, on, what is it? The 10th? We just talked about this. The April 10th, yeah. there's a, a silky site. You going to go? Uh, I'm actually going to be on shift at the fire department that day. Uh, Matthew ah. was talking about that, but I will be at the Wilmington one. So I will be there for that. Nice. Nice. I'm going to make that. When is that, Jeremy? Do you know the Wilmington oh, hike? Motherfucker. You should just be ready to go. I pulled it down. It was, I think it was June 12th. That's too hot. No, no. Find me a nice September 72 degrees, eight miles or less. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be nice. We'll see you down there. So I, you know what? I'm going to make it right now. I'm going to say this. I promise to be at the Wilmington hike this year. You promised, Jackson. Yeah, I, but this time I mean it. <laughs> and I will see uh, Matt. Don't call him Matt. Matthews, Matthew James Reeves. And I will see um, uh, Reagan down there. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, awesome information. We'll have you on again at some point because, well, you're local. We have to get you to do, we, we're going to start having in-studio interviews and that'll be a lot more fun. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus I was a firefighter too at one point. So there's kind of, are you still a rookie? Are you still a rookie firefighter or when, when yeah, are you? That's the reason I'm not saying any names. So ah, I'm not saying where I work. Yeah. Cause you're probably oh, yeah. leading shit. <laughs> awesome, uh, man. Well, done with Proby next month. So, okay, cool. Nice. Well, congratulations on that ahead of time. Uh, what's he say? We heard, we heard it. Witness to sell it promising. That's true. That's true. Thanks, I promise Adrian. I will be down there, Adrian. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on. And, uh, I will see you at Wilmington, emmygearco.com. Appreciate it, man. All right, you guys take care. See you. Thank Thanks. You. I, want to, I want to end off with this video. Um, do you see at the very bottom of the note says, want to laugh? Oh, I got to read the back because it said it was for you. Okay, so you, while you're looking that up, uh, everybody, thanks for joining the show tonight. Sorry about the beginning. Uh, whatever. That's my fault. That's just, that's me for not being here. That's, that's my No, no, no. The, the beginning of this was a little, but whatever. I don't really care. Uh, late in the day. What are you going to do? Uh, the whole point of this is to keep veterans from committing suicide. So as we said during the telethon, if you're not calling and you're not connecting and you're not bringing people to hikes, if you're not going on hikes, then you want veterans to die. I think that's, that's what we came up with is the answer. So call, text, write, email, social media, Facebook people, do all that crazy stuff. Get in contact with folks you served with and bring them to a hike and laugh and hug and cry and sing and dance. Set the place on fire.